The Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by aaasport.com forward slash westham.htm. Swansea at home. Last Saturday game, Upton Park. West Ham to beat Swansea. Carroll to score. 15 to 1 on your first bet, running out of time. I keep saying it. aaasport.com forward slash westham.htm. suddenly opens things up potentially here for Kuyate who's away. I don't think McCauley's about to catch him anytime soon. Kuyate in, Noble, great chance, 2-0 on the stroke of half-time. West Ham on the breakaway, West Brom undone. Payet exchanging passes with Carroll, getting away from his man, still Dimitri Payet. Sandro tries to get goal side, can't catch him. Now here's Andy Carroll. With the chip in towards Noble! 3-0! Beautiful goal! And Mark Noble has now scored four in the last two matches. Hello and welcome to the Knees and Mother Brown West Ham Podcast Series Thought 4, episode 34. And it's a special one this week uh, because we've got no co-hosts, it's just me. And I'm outnumbered and honoured to be joined by <laughs> the incredible online fanzine, Sex, Drugs and Carton Cole, uh, Dave and Kever here. Hello Chris, how you doing mate? Not only is he handsome, but he's got the charm as well. Yeah. <laughs> the boy's got the world at his feet. <laughs> Boys, yeah. what an honour to have you here. Mate, it's not to, to be here. mate. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. A bit disappointed to be angry isn't he? I mean, Kev had written a Home for and everything. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can pass it on to her. I don't know. <laughs> I think when I told her it was used to, she had, she found a very a decent excuse. I bet she did. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame her. She showed about Kev being out of tag. Yeah. So how's it going with the podcast? I mean, we're going to talk with you. Sorry, your blog. Sorry, because it's going. It's going quite well. You had the Sullivan kids the other week. Yeah, it's mm. uh, it's been quite a journey, Kev, isn't it? To be fair, I mean, yeah, you know, I think our our slogan on our Twitter, for example, is um, turning uh, our, our vision into reality. I think mm. it is, and that's very yeah. much what we've been doing. So. You know, essentially, if I can do a cheeky little plug for those that don't know who There's going to be plenty of opportunities, but one of, <laughs> let's get one right at the top. <laughs> okay, in a nutshell. So, uh, Sex, Drugs and Cult Cole, online fan scene, Bread and Butter is the Facebook page, yeah. uh, where you find weekly features on a daily basis, top quality banter, ITK news, etc. And one string rabbo, of course, is the interviews that you're referring to, mm. which include the Sullivan Lads, Colton Leach, some more, I think we've just Big done our 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and it's been brilliant. Built some good relationships along the way, had a good laugh, good crack, and uh, get to talk all things West Ham. Yeah, and we're going to do that now for the next hour Sounds here we go living the dream and we're going to kick off with uh, a big announcement because obviously it's the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham live podcast a couple, uh, on Tuesday the 17th of May and the speculation is rife lads who's going to be that the one of the two special guests. Well, it's time to end that speculation. I haven't been out of sleep, Chris. To be <laughs> Please put us out of our misery. Here we go. Let's find out. Well, now on the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast, we're delighted to say that the special guest number one for this year's live podcast is none other than... Marlon Harewood. Yes, mate. What an absolute honour. Um, you've been on the podcast earlier this season. That episode was really well rated. And I mean, when you ripped your shirt off at that Mark Noble testimonial the other week, it really it brought back all those great memories. And I cannot wait to talk about them. 
Yeah, it brought back many memories to me, but the linesman killed me. <laughs> <laughs> what was he thinking? Why did he put the flag? He could have just put it down. It was a friendly. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't know. There's all sorts going on in the game. Throw-ons, throwing in the ref, <laughs> linesman. He didn't even let mine go in. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> and you did the celebration like you did in the 06 semi-final. You talked about it as one of the greatest moments. I mean, it's going to be so good to talk about that again. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be good for me as well just to try and memorise the situation and how it all occurred. Yeah. You mentioned on the podcast as well that one of the things you love about your time at West Ham is that people come up to you and talk to you and ask you questions about West Ham. So are you looking forward to like having a Q&A with all those people who you know idolised you from the stands? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be my first. So I'm looking forward to it, really. It's, not some, it's nice to talk about it with West Ham fans because they're so amazing and so passionate about that West Ham and the memories of the of the club it'll be it's going to be a, a memorable night excellent wicked cheers Marlon well, we'll let you go and uh, can't wait to see you on the uh, 17th no looking forward to it well, awesome mate speak to you soon cheers mate cheers wait there we go Marlon Harewood Hey, angry fantastic. angry oh, that his goal angry was Marlon. disallowed we were saying Mark Noble testimonial he wanted that goal to count didn't he he did He did. I wanted it to count for him after his reaction to be honest he looked <laughs> devastated and when Marlon's devastated he looks very angry and intimidating because that geezer is muscle or muscle wasn't he but uh, yeah poor old Marlon didn't quite happen for him but uh, it was a good day all the same though I know he's, he's always been a unit isn't he but he's fucking massive now isn't he <laughs> he looks like he's put on about another 10 stone doesn't he like yeah. muscle so yeah. yeah I think he's eating yeah. some Asia Boo and just, like, <laughs> just uh, yeah, amalgamation of the two but yeah <laughs> It's funny when he came on here before. He said like he loves the fans. So like I think you know he really does feed off those West Ham fans. I mean, it's gonna be so nice to be with him and like just hug mm. him. Maybe definitely we might have to do a group hug just to get round him though. So maybe <laughs> yeah. if we hold hands and then just sort of clamber around him. Yeah. around him. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, yeah, Marlon Harewood. Tickets available now on kumb.com. I think we're about got half left now. So and that's without the next uh, special guest we're going to announce next week. So get in there, kumb.com. Uh, good alright well let's get into some feedback now I might ask you to, to try some of these um, we've, had, we've the last few weeks we've been having a feature where we ask people to email in um, chants they'd like to get started okay are you familiar with uh, Say Ain't So by Weezer are you oh. familiar with the source material? I can't say I am. Are you, Dave? No, I'm not. That's... I feel embarrassed. Should I be familiar with it? <laughs> well, mm. you know, if you've got your finger on the pulse... Put us on the spot, haven't you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> spot, yeah, right? I'm not. Right. Why, don't, why, don't you t- why don't you sing it? Why don't you give right. us an idea? I'll have to read it out, as I have been doing. So, Jay Lodgson, who uh, represents the Iowa Iron, said, uh, Are you looking for tunes about players? No. I hope so, because this one's been rattling around my head for a while, uh, ever, uh, uh, ever since he had his first start. It's the tune of Weezer's Say It Ain't So, and I think it goes, Clap, 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 Antonio... You play in Clara and Blue. Clap, clap, clap. Antonio, he'll score a goal or two. Can I ask you a question? Who's Wiz? I'm not too sure about that one. I can't, about that one. I can't say one. that I sort of feel ready to stand up and join in with that one. And I've th- got to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to put the geezer down. But And the thing is, a lot of it, a lot of these are rubbish, and that is definitely yeah. in that category. Mm. Sorry, Jay. They also have one from... Uh, Mike, uh, oh no, Rob Needham. Are you familiar with uh, TNT by ACDC? I am. Yes. Right. Yes. right, have a go at this one then. Right. See if you can see if you can get this chant going. TNT, <laughs> <laughs> how the bloody hell does that work? <laughs> come on, mate. Come on. I'll wait for a bus. TNT, ACDC. Big and oh, big and D. Oi, oi, oi. Big and D. Oi, oi, oi. 
Is there any more? To, is, is that, <laughs> no, is that, was, that, was that good enough? I pulled it round at the death there. I wasn't too sure. <laughs> it was worth the 10 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, it All probably right. wasn't worth the wait for me, to be honest with you. But yeah, I love that tune as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next one is the last one we've got is from Mike at the Sydney Hammers, and he's had a one in his head to the tune of Adam's Family, and it's about uh, Antonio again, to the tune of the Adam's Family. <laughs> He could have played for Tottenham. Your mum, she said this gum, son. You'll go and play for Slaven, the Western family. Yeah, I think we could work with this one a little yeah, bit more, yeah, actually. Could, yeah. Um, right, OK, so shall I take the first two lines and you take the second, do you reckon? Yeah, for the second verse. Yeah, let's do it. Go on. OK. Um, he used to play for Forrest, but that was far too modest. He marked off Hugo Loris, Mikel Antonio. Have you had this in the locker a while? Because this is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it, it, feel, it feels right, it feels it right, yeah. yeah. I think we should get a copyright on that, mate, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freestyle, that's how we roll, that's how we do <laughs> shit. That's yeah, it, Colton Cole. It had nothing to do with us sitting outside Starbucks and thinking about it before we got here. It had absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever. That is incredible. Well, if you've got... And this is, you've only got a couple of weeks left. If you've got any chant ideas, here's how you can send them in. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. Come on, you irons. Cool. Right. West Brom nil, West Ham three. Boys, <laughs> cruised it, right? Well, a I complete mean, performance for me. Yeah. I mean, although, although West Brom aren't, aren't one of the better sides in the Premier League, for mm. me, I mean, you look at last season, we lost 4-0 in the FA Cup. To me, for me, that is the complete performance for West Ham. Skipper getting two goals as well. He's been a revelation this season, hasn't he, Mark Noble? Yeah, he has been. Yeah. He's been fantastic. And we've been chatting quite a lot, actually, about the Hammer Awards and Player of the Year and this, that and mm. the other. And I think whilst, you know, the fantasy is with Payet and he's probably going to walk it realistically, <laughs> you know, Noble has had a fantastic season. I think he's come of age with his maturity in that captaincy. Ginger's been superb as well. But to be honest, the reason we're talking about other players is that as a group, we've turned out so many fantastic performances away from us. Uh, and West Brom was another one you know just come off the back of a decent uh, result at Tottenham and we just went there and it was a complete performance just a fantastic result and, and sets us up nicely for hopefully what's a bit of momentum towards the last three games where we could still clinch full spot we could yeah well I was going to talk about that later but this run we're on is like I'm beating in 10 games we haven't lost a league game since Feb where where I've heard of. I know. Yeah. Where has this come of. from? Yeah. No, it's just it's just incredible. It's been an amazing season. But to be honest with you, again, we've been talking about it, and I just think everything is right with West Ham. Everything is right from the owners to the manager to the players, and everything just slots into place. And we were talking about it as well. I mean, mm. whilst I don't want to kind of make excuses and get into the conspiracy theories behind the referees with West Ham, etc., which has cost us points, and I'm sure Kev will give you an interesting statistic <laughs> on that in a minute. <laughs> not yet. Uh, no, not yet. Um, you know, we've... Um, if you look at the uh, the results that we've um, pulled out the bag so far this season, we've done that with what two months without a, a fully fit striker. Mm. You know, if you think about Payet as well, I mean that that's a testament to us defensively mm. that we were still picking up points without a fully fit striker. But if we had have had a striker scoring goals in the mix, who knows how many points would have picked up? Do you know what I mean? So it's been an incredible season, probably the best in my living memory, which I think you'd agree with, Kev. For you, yeah. I would. But prior to that, it was uh, the 1999-2000 season when we finished mm. fifth. Yes, when we had the likes of Decanio, Sinclair, and and you know we even then against all the odds we finished fifth and qualified for the two Bob Cup. Yeah. But, 
prior to this season that was my favourite season but I think I think that I think this season tops it yeah, massively yeah. we've gone to Arsenal one there we've gone to Anfield and one there for the first time City. in 60 odd years Man City Chelsea at home yeah, exactly Chelsea we could have won away to Chelsea as well and yeah. what you've got to remember is not one team this season has done a double over us Mm. Not one has beat us twice, mm. which is again unheard of for West Ham. Mm. You, know? um, you mentioned their conspiracy theory, so you've mm. got a pretty good one, right? Have you, what, what is? It? <laughs> I don't know, how Trudy. I'm going to put you on the, yeah, spot, you now, I don't, on the spot. I don't know, Trudy. It's, it's not that I've got a conspiracy theory, but obviously I listened to the podcast, and mm. I've got to agree with what you were saying in previous podcasts. I mean, the way I ask it is, there's no way that UEFA and the FA can have West Ham, Leicester and another team outside of the elite top four in the Champions League. That's how I see it. I mean, Chelsea away, for example, we missed it by, by the skin of our nose. Three mm. points, you know? And if you look at all the all the results that have gone against us, we should be second. Yeah. For, eight, for eight the dodgy points, refereeing, yeah. Yeah, we, should be, we should be second. And that's the interesting statistic yeah. for all you listeners out we there. You can second. keep that, use it in a pub, do what you want with it. But I didn't know that until Kev said that, mm. and that's pretty frightening. And I was saying to Kev, you put that in context with not having a fully fit striker for the best part of two months, and you really could look at, mm. you know, quite a scary finish at West Ham this it year. It could have been us and Leicester. It could have been us, it and, could Leicester. Have been us yeah, and Leicester. Yeah, yeah. yeah but do you know Change what? To the wire. It could have been. It actually could have been, you know, mm. because we're, we're a good side. I don't think anyone enjoys playing West Ham in this day and age. I really don't. Um, quick word on Noble four in now two games I mean he's he's rallying at such a good time like coming up to yeah. the, the England game is there a chance that I'm starting to think Hodgson can't keep denying him with Henderson's injury surely he's got to, he's got to be so close now well do you know what what's he I, got to do I, I heard a whisper I, I don't know how true it is but I heard a whisper that um, Hodgson won't look at him because he turned him down when he was after him when he managed Fulham <laughs> now, I, don't, I don't know how true that is but apparently Noble turned around and said I, I don't want to play for Roy Hodgson now, I don't know how true that is but as you do on the internet I uh, you know, saw a couple of whispers don't know whether that's true yeah or not, but, but do you know what for me as well I think, the, I think the biggest problem is there's been so much hype created by West Ham mm. fans about Hodgson not taking him he's been getting a load of stick is there now a sort of stigma attached with Roy picking Noble because if he picks him ultimately is he saying I was wrong and you was right and I think is he a big enough man to not have that mindset no right okay. <laughs> what do you think you, t- you tell us he's, what do you think he's the most incompetent England manager in the last yeah. 100 years and perfect years. for the FA yeah, the ultimate perfect. yes man a nice yeah. suit a nice suit yeah. he's not going to say anything stupid yeah. even though he has yeah. with that whole uh, you know the, 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 what was it the monkey in the spaceship in the spaceship <laughs> crap I mean A yeah that was completely racist and then yeah. and really, like, what kind of crap team talk is that like to be yeah. saying that half time when we yeah. need to I mean the guy's an absolute moron he's an idiot he is part of he wants us to fail this summer so that he yeah. goes yeah I, I totally agree mm. and do you know what he's, he he contradicts himself as well yeah. because he's always built on the fact that he picks players based on form and then he's picking players that can't even get in their domestic sides mm. you know why isn't why, why, my problem is right it isn't even so much should the likes of Noble and Creswell go to big tournaments mm. but why aren't they getting run outs in friendlies where it means nothing why are you picking the same old shit that can't even get in the, the Arsenal side or the Chelsea side or the City side you know why don't you give Cresswell a run out being a championship team of the year being a hammer of the year being you know coming of age and being consistent mm. for us Mark Noble gives 120% every time he plays and he'll do the same for his country why, why when everyone's ramming these stats down his throat Noble for example he's mm. like it's something like either first or second but everything in everything you know yeah. like complete passes tackles goals assists how can you ignore that? I just—he's not even in the squad, not even in the first team, not even in the squad. And I yeah. think it's disgusting. I can't stand. I think it. the only player ahead of Noble is Deli Ali. In if you're talking statistically, I think the only mm. one ahead of him is Deli Ali. Yeah. But yeah. Again, you look at Drinkwater. Right, he's, he's, he's just won the league with Leicester. Yeah. But he hasn't been amazing. 
Yeah. Been, he hasn't been, you know, and obviously no ball captains West Ham. Yeah. And that's a testament in itself. You know, yeah. you're, you're captain in a t- exactly, he's a leader. I'm not so. being funny. Has Henderson really been that good for Liverpool this year? No. Nah. I don't think so. You know, it's, it's, that's what I mean. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got a problem with West Ham. I don't know. I mean, he's, I think we all know he's a closet yid, which might play a, which <laughs> might play a part in it. But yeah, I, it's, it's a real, um, it touches a nerve with most West Ham fans, I think, mm. me and Kev included. And uh, yeah, it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, highest ever Premier League total? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Again, another record broken. Yeah. So. yeah. If, if it, I was saying last week, it feels kind of weird because I haven't lost in the FA Cup quarter final. I was a bit, dis- I had like a disappointment within me. So it's it's funny to look at it with three games to go and go, we've never had this many points in a Premier yeah, League title. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And again, it's just testament to, um, to what's been an amazing season. And whilst mm. the league table doesn't lie, um, which can kind of bite us in the arse at the same time with us saying we should be higher what the league table also doesn't do is highlight the, the sort of injustice with the referee mm. decisions you know just how injury hit we were going forward and again like I said, said earlier it's a testament to us defensively but as a group and we've got a fully fit squad of players we proved it time after time we can beat anyone mm. and if we just keep that level of consistency next season and get a bit lucky uh, with decisions our way and, and injuries and suspensions um, you know we, we, could be a, we could be a false although I do think it's going to be difficult next year because because I think if ever yeah, there's a year to crack, yeah, yeah, I think if ever there's a, a year to crack the top four, it'd be this one because everybody's been so inconsistent. It's been unpredictable. But next year's going to be difficult for us because Guardiola's going to have City. Maybe Mourinho's going to have United. Conte's going to do a yeah. Uh, a, yeah, Klopp's going to build. Conte's going to do a good job at Chelsea. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But listen, I'm not being funny. It's a nice problem to have talking about whether we're going to qualify for the Champions League or not. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, just still, last thing on West Brom. Obviously, Payet was like, it felt like he'd been out of form for a couple of games like he'd been a bit anonymous but he came back and you know he's the fourth West Ham player to assist 10 uh, goals in a Premier League season Mm. he's he's unbelievable Payet I mean Dave and I talk about this a lot I mean obviously a lot of people talking about um, how many years which will obviously probably be Payet but for me again it would be noble but if, you, if you're going to compare our midfielders, I, f- I think Lanzini is up there with Payet. Mm. Mm. I really do. I, f- mm. I think he's going to be a massive, massive player for us in years to come. I think Bilic will probably build a team around him. Obviously, going slightly off subject of Payet. Mm. But um, if you look at those two, I think Lanzini, uh, Lanzini is in the right place uh, under Payet's wing. That's how I look at it. I mean, he's, he's, mm. he's fantastic, Payet. Yeah, mm. and so. let's not forget about the um, the said aforementioned Antonio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how fantastic has he been? You know, signing from he's, he's come up from the Championship, and again, I know your question about Payet, yeah. but talking about them as a trio just behind the mm. striker, Lanzini, Payet, and Antonio. I mean, what defence is going to want to come up against those lads? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Antonio's a beast. Love the geezer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Always plays with a smile on his face. Got a, a throw longer than the M25. Do you know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah. great. The one thing also about Antonio is that he can't play at right back. Like he, he can't. Mm. Well, I know he's put in a couple of decent performances but then against United you know giving yeah. the ball away and there has been incident instances where he's like but I feel like if we can shore it up and let him just play up the field yeah. that's going to mm. be his best position yeah well I've got to be honest for me you know I I can sort of see where Bilic is coming from because I think one thing you'd always want from a fullback is speed and strength and he's got yeah, that he's in think, abundance. He's thinking tactically, isn't he? Yeah. But because he's naturally an attacker, of mm. course he's going to be out of position and he's, of course he's going to be exposed against some of the best wingers in the world. That's going to happen. But like you said, I would rather... Um, I'll put Tonkins here. Yeah, yeah, mm. but or, or maybe invest in a world-class right back. I mean, mm. if you do that, mm. we've got a solid back four then, back five with Adrian or, or Randolph, great number two, mm. diverse again. Um, but yeah, um, Antonio, great, great player, great lad as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. He's, uh, he's, he's a great lad. Um, so let's talk about how far we can dream at the moment because if we win our last three and City mm-hmm. lose to Arsenal, we're in the Champions League. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's That's why I believe we're less than winning the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, do you know what? Once upon a time, saying we have to rely on Arsenal would have been a given but yeah. these days even Arsenal hate Arsenal do you know what I mean and um, <laughs> that's the problem a hell of a line yeah 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 absolutely and, and it's true you know that they're not I don't know I mean City have been inconsistent as well don't forget but I think it's going to be difficult for Arsenal to beat City I really do but if they do like you say look at our last three games of course we can do it absolutely mm. you know Swansea and, and Man United we ain't going to lose that game at home Man United last game of the season well what not works, last what time works game, in their favour is Obviously, Man City are going to be concentrating on the Champions League. Should they get through, I think they're going to be concentrating on the Champions League. And Arsenal are going to desperately want to finish above Tottenham. Yes. Two points behind. Them now. Good point. So this could work in our favour, you know, because Arsenal are going to they're going to want to finish above Tottenham, aren't they? They're two points behind them. Yeah. So and that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? It Let's will be, be hilarious. Yeah, it will. That would be so funny. There are, there are other ramifications. I think Graham on Nisa Mother Brown did an article today, all the ramifications, and, that, and that's just the most likely one. Mm. But as long as people drop points and you know we can get decent some results, yeah. it's like there is a fairly mm. good chance yeah, if, absolutely. Like, if it happens. If we absolutely. win off those three games. Yeah, I mean, I again, can't see us losing to United, though. No, I can't. I can't. But no. you know what? Again, it's a testament to our season because you know I think I think we'd genuinely be disappointed if we finish outside of the top six this season mm. but you, I mean you would take the top six beginning of the year wouldn't you I mean it's amazing to think that where, where we are but yeah listen can you imagine us playing Olympic Stadium in the Champions League you know welcoming oh, all, all, all those all yeah. those sides there and that'll attract obviously Champions League type mm. players and oh, that'd be amazing mate but yeah the, the dream is still there mate the dream is still there oh god can you imagine I'd be happy with Europa though I would Wait, oh I yeah would, let's talk yeah. about Europa would you be happy with that I would, I would yeah, yeah I would. again it's, Europe, it's European football you know mm. hopefully we would take it a little bit more seriously than we, we did this for. year it's what we long for yeah I think so Obviously, so. it's, it's going to be sad it's not going to be at the bowling any longer but it's what we've longed for for years I mean we had a taste of it at the beginning of the season yeah. in the uh, qualifying rounds in the Europa League but if you think the last time we played in Europe was in 2006 and that night against Palermo although we got smashed you know it's, 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 the, it's the games like that that we long for yeah. West End. that's what the fans you know, European want nights, it's what we want yeah because I mean you know in this day and age of cities but the United mm. and the Arsenal they take nights like that for granted mm. but West you can imagine what the atmosphere would, like, would be like at the Olympic let alone a bowling yeah. if it mm. happened this season but uh, obviously mm. it didn't unfortunately but yeah I think we would take it seriously and I think we've got an, an established squad I can't see too many levers this summer so if we can build on what we've already got mm. um, I think yeah. we've got a strong enough squad for the Europa I'm not quite sure if, yeah. about the Champions League just Yet. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, let's talk about your channel for a bit because obviously you've had Julian Dix, Zamora, the yeah. Sullivans, as yeah. we said like, earlier. I mean, it's great, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, thanks, mate. No, yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate I pre- it, yeah. we're, we're quite lucky in a sense that the lads that we work with that do the camera work are kind of friends of friends. So we kind of get, um, I suppose, access to, to very equipment, uh, to very <laughs> expensive hiring equipment uh, for, for a very uh, very fair price, let's just say. Mm. So we're able to do it quite a lot. And uh, and the lads are great. You know, the way they catch the, the different camera angles and all that kind of stuff. And we put a lot of thought into the questions. Yeah, the West um, uh, as well. Yeah, a- absolutely, yeah. And um, and we, we like to think that we deliver some, some pretty good content content you know we, we always do it thinking you know what would the fans want to see being two fans ourselves what would we want to see if people were putting out interviews mm-hmm. and hopefully that's what we deliver but yeah it's been a lot of fun isn't it turning our vision into reality there you go son yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> so where did you settle on why did you settle on the name did you did you come up with sex drugs that because that was Dave. a banner wasn't it at the playoff <laughs> that was the first time i became aware do, do you know what yeah so I, I was i was aware of it i was aware of the name and um 
a very long and boring story put into a nutshell. <laughs> this is, this right? is why we have this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, actually, he actually wanted to call it Marco Booger Stole My Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the original that, Yeah, one. that was up there. Yeah. Maybe that's a sister page in the making. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> um, but it actually started, right, um, in a nutshell, with um, an argument that I had with someone that was admin on another West Ham group, and he was giving loads and loads of shit to Sam Allardyce, right? And obviously he was part of the majority there, and as part of the minority, I was kind of back in his corner in certain... Uh, mm. parts of what he was saying and it just spiralled out of control this argument like it was ridiculous to a point where he was getting private messages and all that kind of stuff and in the end I said you know what mate shove your group up your ass. I want to try and do something that's, that's ten times better than what you do mm. so I come up with a name and I just thought I want to do something that separates because there's a lot of sort of um, you know Claret and Blue Army and, and there's a lot of sort of safe Very names repetitive. out there but mm. Sex, Drugs and Cult and Car I think shows what we are we're quite edgy mm. we're sort of different to the mainstream we like having a laugh and a joke with what we do as well mm. lots of sex yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no drugs okay. <laughs> no Colton Colder yeah, yeah. as of yet unfortunately yeah that's the man we've got, to, we've got to get in front of the camera but yeah and um, like I say you know we, we take a lot of pride in what we do and we try and be original and very different to what everybody else does like the weekly features that we do we've got monthly columnists um, you know like I say we always try and put in uh, quite a lot of uh, funny stuff every single day uh, apart from the nostalgic stuff so we combine again everything that we would want to see as fans mm. and it gets a, a pretty good response so the Facebook page is the bread and butter but obviously we've got the Twitter uh, as Bits of it as well, Instagram, and uh, of course the YouTube channel. Yeah, um, Carlton Leach, terrifying man. He's not. Is <laughs> believe it or not, you watch his films, yeah. <laughs> and before you meet him, you think fucking hell, like you know. But he's, he's such a uh, such a lovely man. He really <laughs> he is. came across them that in your interview. But yeah, no, he's he's a lovely, lovely fella, genuinely lovely. And if you speak to anyone else that knows him, they've got nothing but good things to say about him. But to be fair, everyone we've interviewed so mm. far has, has been great. They're all great lads. You know, they're all great lads. And and. Our, our mutual kind of um, interest and bond is our love for West Ham whether you played mm. for him or whether mm. you support him you know that, mm. that love's there Jack Collison especially oh, what, what a man guy. yeah what a guy one, one of the nicest men. men I've met in football yeah I've got to be honest I mean again I was saying today before we come here one of the, one of the nicest men I met in football prior to Jack Collison was Robbie Slater do you remember him yeah <laughs> well <laughs> Robbie Kenny, Slater. Robbie Kenny Slater, Brown yeah. said he was the worst really yeah the, like an ex-pro he really didn't get on with really is yeah. that right yeah Robbie that's Slater that's strange that yeah God, because years ago when we used to do the uh, pre-season in, uh, in Dorset uh, my dad and my sisters used to go there like you know every year when we, when we were kids and that and we played Bridport in a uh, pre-season friendly and it was full of reserves and we was thinking oh fucking hell like, it's a load of shit mm-hmm. like, do you know what I mean but we went in the clubhouse to go to it before we left and all the first team were there Dixie uh, Slav Repar they was all there Futre Radatoy who couldn't speak a word of English mind <laughs> but the one that stood out for me out of all them was Robbie Slater such a nice bloke but yeah. I was saying to Dave before we come in here he was the, the, the nicest guy I've ever met in football yeah. but I think I think Jack tops it for me because he's just such yeah. a genuine, yeah. such a genuine bloke. But just quickly, that that same story you're telling now, yeah. when you walked in and in the same clubhouse, Dixie's sitting there having a fag. Oh yeah, oh, brilliant. Fucking broke me up. Yeah. D- D- Dow is drinking a pint again. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? The nineties right, yeah. footballer yeah, personified. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, I might use this pl- the platform of this podcast to say this: Addy and Dowie on LinkedIn. Addy and Dowie <laughs> really? on LinkedIn. He's, he's on LinkedIn. Yeah. Really? He does house surveys. Really? He does house your, service. You're, you're, you're on LinkedIn, you listen to this. Have a look for Ian Dowie. Yeah, Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie's going to love you for this, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a hero. Oh, Ian Dowie. Hit him up. He needs the connections. He's yeah, doing yeah. Get Does on he there. really? That's I like him interesting. Interesting. actually, Dowie. Yeah, Walking yeah. Dowie won yeah. the land. I'm though. sure he's a great yeah. man as well, he, Dowie. Everyone says it. Everyone yeah. says he's an absolute top yeah. man. And an yeah. even better LinkedIn connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So who's your dream one then? Carton Cole? 
Well, it would be Billy Bonds, but it's, uh, you know, we've, Billy Bonds all day is, long yeah, for me. Yeah, but as we've Dixie been told, said, it's not going to happen. We, we spoke so. to a few lads like yeah. Dixie and Alvin, people that are quite close to him, mm. and they said that Billy doesn't even own a mobile. If yeah, you want to get through to him, you, you call him on the house phone. Yeah, and, it's, uh, and, and, and I think it was even Alvin that said, "There's no mm. way to do this. It's just, just not his cup of tea. He's just so old school and, and sort mm. of a respectful gentleman, isn't he? Yeah. You know, I don't think he'd because inevitably we would want to ask him questions about Red Nap and what yeah. happened. Then I don't think he'd. Uh, if you are, you know, very I think, comfortable. I think the two up there for us is obviously Bonzo and uh, Tre- well, Sir Trevor Brookin is yeah. another one that we'd yeah. love to do. Yeah, there are so many. Mm. There are fair. so many. There are so many. Um, they are the two that stand out for us too. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah, I'd go along with that. Hundred yeah. percent. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, let's talk about the end of the bowling ground. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah that, what, how many days is it now? Like, a week today. A week, a week today. A week, yeah. mate. A week. This oh, time mate. next week. Mate, it's don't. This time next week. It's such oh. a depressing thought. And every time that question comes up, it's that universal. <sighs> and it is it's, it's so deflating now, I think first and foremost I think it's going to be a magical night you know we've I don't think we can say too much but we've we've kind of got an insight as to what's going to happen on the final night and um, it's going to be special you're not going to want to miss it and I think it's going to be televised as well and I think it's going to be unquestionably the most unbelievable mm. send off a football stadium could have and I have to Bloody say this, this yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, mate yeah. Kev am I wrong it's no, going to it's going to be it's yeah. going to be the, the nuts mate we've been given a little bit of uh, information can't yeah. say much but it's, yeah, 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 it's and be, uh, it's yeah. Well, what I do know is I think they're, they're clearing the away fans out. That's, that's as Good. much as I can say. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's that's might that might even be where they're putting all the players because it seems to me like every single player that's ever won a West Ham shirt has got an invite to go. There's a family member of mine, right, who had six appearances for West Ham in the fifties, and he's got a letter to asking him to go. So where they're going to put all these players, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's, it's going to be brilliant. But no, in, in terms of um, saying goodbye to the bowling, do you know what? For me, it starts outside the state. You know, my old one of my old nans mm. worked in Nathan's Pie Mash Shop. My other old nan used to make uh, sausage rolls, would you believe, for the bowling pub in the kitchen there. My, my old man says he still smells that that uh, smell coming out the oven when he walks past it in his head. And uh, it's all local businesses, and it's you know my my dad, uh, my my mum and dad uh, grew up in New City Road, which is a stone throw, and it's strong arm granted, but a stone throw from the bowling. And it's just all the character that surrounds it before you even get in, get through those turnstiles, and then to stand on the terraces and just see this sort of history with it and, and little things. Well, we wrote an article, Kev, mm. didn't we, for the West yeah. Ham way. And um, we're talking about it, and we got to sort of relive some memories from that. But there was little things like the monkey nut seller coming round, and uh, <laughs> how long Igor. goes this? Yeah, well, this, this Igor was, the program this, seller. Yeah, Igor, yeah. Igor oh, the program yeah, seller. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, this was recycled by my brother. He's a bit older than me, but he was saying that you know the monkey nut seller used to walk around all the stand, all, all the stands, and it didn't matter how far back you were, if you wanted a packet of monkey nuts, you just put your hands up, pass your money down via the rows mm. until it got to the monkey nut cellar and then the monkey nuts would come all the way back so there's loads of little things like mm. that do you know what I mean like ex-players in the 50s and 60s when gambling was rife um, there used to be uh, bookies that would park up outside the chicken run waiting for the players to corner them to, to collect their money but then the groundsman would just let them out a uh, cheeky little side exit with the chicken run and just, they'd just walk around him completely there's so many romantic stories so to history. do with the area it's gonna be so much history hard. it's going to be hard it's going to be a tearjerker but mm. it's, it's something that needs to happen I think we all kind of appreciate that mm. what you what you planning for your big final day like what I'm kind of going for the Swansea one as being my last like, kind of proper day there really because I think yeah mm. it's going to be because it's, it's a night game it's difficult getting down there Do you know what I think it was written in the stars for us for our last game to be a night game because when they first changed the fixture mm. I've got to be honest I was disappointed Swansea I was, mm. yeah when they changed the fixture for Man United yeah. I, was, I was disappointed because I wanted it to be the Swansea game during mm. the day but 
obviously yeah me too it grew, oh, yeah, it grew, it grew on me so I was kind of, and obviously yeah there's, I was, there's I was no occasion opposite. like a, a, a you know a game under the lights at the well, see, yeah so you've hit yeah. now and the head there for me yeah. I'm the opposite I think a send off has to be under the lights mm. for me you know it's, it, it's got to be the atmosphere is mm. going to be even better and uh, and plus we can just nip up to the West End after and celebrate in our well, own exactly. way can't I we think, so, I, I think I was pissed off to way. begin with because obviously it's going to be on Tuesday but I put the day off of work yeah yeah but it's going to be pandemonium on last day because people that don't even have a ticket are going to go down there just to be in and amongst the atmosphere yeah. I think you're going to see seas of claret and blue in the streets mm. and uh, oh mate it's, it's going to be a special occasion it's going to be one of those occasions where you can say I was there when you're telling the grandkids mm. I was part of the 35,000 well, you know? well this is the thing I've got four generations of my family that that used to go there so I mean my, my great great grandfather was at the um, White Horse Cup final Wow, well. that's one of them. So it, wow. that's how far back it stretches in my family. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my incredible. first game was in 1993. I think it was uh, it was the game after Bobby Moore passed. That was my first was game. Was that your first Look game? That. What the yeah. hell? Matty Holmes, Julian Dixon, yeah. Did we yeah. just yeah. become best friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did after. Are we bomb chums? Yeah. But yeah, that was my first game. You know when they brought yeah. out the floral shirt? Yeah, and that was mate. my first game. Yeah, yeah. Wolves. From there yeah. on, I didn't, I yeah. didn't look back. Yeah. So, mad. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's unbelievable. I've always sat in a West End at West End. Yeah. Even the old one. But for me, it's like I listened to your podcast with Tony Carr. No, we're talking about the old Triggers Broom reference yeah. I've got to agree with that because when the old West End went mm-hmm. it did lose a lot of the atmosphere for mm-hmm. me personally because I've always sat there yeah and so, it kind of moved the, it moved the, mm, the pitch away from the East End yeah definitely and I put in the same article as well just just cracks me up my brother was saying I think it was a night we it was one of the most memorable nights in what was a forgettable season in 1989 when we beat Liverpool in the Cup 4-1 mm-hmm. Paul didn't score two do you remember that yeah. and my brother was uh, in the North Bank stand and all of a sudden because it was so jam, jam-packed in there and uh, he said he suddenly felt this sort of warmth in the back of his leg <laughs> and he thought what the fuck hell was that he's turned around some geezers rolled up a programme put his dick for it and pissed it he just couldn't he, he couldn't <laughs> A he didn't want to leave the game and B he'd taken him an age to get there and back yeah. and uh, yeah it has changed so much but it's just got so much character you know mm. it's um, and I, I my, my season ticket was predominantly in the Bobby Moore lower mm. and it seemed in them days that there was two rules one uh, you don't sit down mm. and two you don't stop singing yeah. and uh, it's just magic magic, magical place magical uh, place what will you miss most what are you thinking everything about it uh, nothing in particular I mean you know what you've got to remember is although it's a, it's a nightmare to get to if you're going to drive or even on the trains it's not it a nightmare, to get to. nightmare. You, you, yeah. we're, we're never going to make that journey ever again yeah. and to be honest when it does go I don't want to go back I don't want to go back to Upton yeah. Park to think mm. oh you know I walked mm. down here I don't want to go back mm. so yeah. I think I'm just going to miss the entire place in general even mm. the journey yeah. as much as it is a nightmare you know we're never going to make that journey ever again yeah, yeah. and, and to, so, for me I'm, I'm going to miss the uh, the tradition and the nostalgia mm. behind a day at West Ham like I say the pie and mash the pre-ritual pie and mash the bet yeah. you know the beer uh, it's every, everything that goes with it everything that goes with a day at the football that's what I'm going to miss even mm. the people that sit around us I mean I've, I've been sitting there for over 20 years now and it's the same old faces so mm. I mean so when we go to Olympic Stadium we're probably not going to see them anymore as silly as that sounds mm. but you know it's it well, is, it is a family club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you are, yeah. Actually, the bloke behind me listens, yeah. so. Yeah. But it is, like, it's, it's, it's right. a family club, isn't it? West Ham's a family club, and everyone yeah. looks out for each other, and you know, yeah. that, that's the beauty of supporting West Ham. We're not like Arsenal, yeah. you know, they, you know, where they hold a, a protest because they want Arsenal Wenger out. They're, they're fucking third in the table. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I just hope we don't become a club like that. Like, the, the stadium and we whether we're the success. No. I don't think we will. Whether it becomes... <laughs> But we've never been like Arsenal, have we? We've never we, been. The core of West Ham will always be there. See, we, yeah. We, yeah. We, we've discussed this plenty of times, haven't we? We might be moving into a, a massive stadium, but it's not the stadium that makes an atmosphere, it's the fans. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, we, and that core of West Ham will always be there. I mean, you yeah. might get your, your day trippers and everything, but they're, they're going to get stuck in the gods. So I'm not bothered yeah. about them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think mm. it's inevitable that with um, a stadium with that commercial pull, mm. it's inevitable that you're going to get the odd straggler, the odd suit, the odd tourist. But like you say, and even now and yet, mm. at the core will always be West Ham. And the thing is, I never for one minute thought that we, we would struggle selling that stadium. I mean, when we was in a championship, we were getting record attendances of, of, of full houses week in, week mm. out. 9,000 you know? at Coventry. Well, That's what I mean, away, away mm. from home as well. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they're increasing the capacity. You yeah. know? I remember there was one night when we first went down the championship, we had Rotherham at home and we sold it out like 35,000 there at Rotherham home. Mm. And Chelsea were playing like, were in the first round of the Champions League, they got like 16,000 at home in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah, unbelievable. Think, it says it all. It yeah. says it all. I think Tottenham Tickets done that at the beginning night. of the season as well. Yeah. Uh, the, well, well, kind of close to the beginning of the season in Europa League. I think it was like a half empty stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the I thing is, it's into Milan or something. Every, like every Tottenham fan's coming out of the woodwork now, aren't they? But <laughs> oh, when yeah, things no, ain't oh, going yeah. right, they're going to yeah. hibernation, don't they? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And Storm, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, when they're doing well and they're in a the title race, you, think, mm. you, you make people I didn't know he was a Tottenham fan, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's uh, true, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what are you going to wear last game? This is a bit, I had a bit of a chat about this on Twitter. What are you going for? Oh, see, that's a difficult I don't usually question. wear colours. No, honest. do I? Yeah, no, I'm going to make a special exception. I, I think I might dye my hair. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah, one, yes. one, yeah. Yeah, one claret eyebrow, one blue eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might dye my beard claret yeah, blue. Don't yeah. keep going out after, Kim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's difficult. I'll have to get me half and half scarf, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's my one axe to grind, is half and half scarves. Oh, mate, Unbelievable. Yeah. The worst invention known to man. I don't know who buys these things, half and half scarves, and whether they're floating about in the day, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what we'd be wearing. In, to be honest with you, um, you know, see after a few beers, might even go skins, might we? You never know. Yeah. Skins. <laughs> see where the night takes us. Yeah. <laughs> and getting into no nightclubs. <laughs> yeah. I'm on blue one, yeah. Well, it depends what nightclub you go yeah. to. Yeah. There's yeah. a few up the West End. Yeah, uh, just follow Frank. Yeah, Machiavellian and Stringies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. in your beer. Yeah. Skin suit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a new stadium. Are you you're happy about it? Then you think it's the right thing to do? We kind of, oh, kind of touched on it. Yeah, definitely. You, saw, you know, talking about the bowling going to miss it but we, uh, to propel to the next level we've we've got to we've got to leave I think yeah. it's definitely the right time for mm. us to leave mm. the bowling I mean you know the area as a whole is looking tired it's, it's a bit run down and mm. obviously the stadium we can't build on it obviously they've already said they can't knock down the East Ham because of planning permission etc and I, I think it's a godsend for West Ham that the Olympic Stadium's come up because no one else wanted it and mm. it's like what the chairman said it's, it's just going to be a white elephant Mm. Yeah. And all it, this, all this nonsense about the taxpayer—the the taxpayer would have had to pay for it anyway. It would have just stayed empty. Yeah, so, I mean, if, you, if if Dave Sullivan was here now and you asked him to talk mm. to you about the benefits of us going to Olympic Stadium, mm. you'd be here fifteen minutes just listening to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There are so many reasons that we don't necessarily get exposed to because all the media want to do is be negative about it mm. and talk about how the taxpayers are paying for this, paying for that. The taxpayers are getting it all back in in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And uh, it's like Kev said, it, it would be a white elephant, and we're adopting it as the face of East London. Mm. The most romantic, charismatic uh, side in in the nation's capital, in part of London, in the nation's capital, without mm. a shadow of a doubt. And um, and for me, there's only one reason why a fan wouldn't want to go to Olympic Stadium, and one reason only, and that is for nostalgic reasons. Mm. You know, because you name me one other reason why it wouldn't be a good idea. You well, know, and I, th I think now, and I think as well. Moving to this stadium has also seen us, I think, trip into like the top 20 richest clubs in the world now because wow. of the business that's gone behind it, you know, potentially being pretty much debt free, the leasing agreement. Mm. And when they bought the club uh, off of the Icelandics, we were literally, I don't think a lot of people realised, we were we close were to red. getting wound up. Yeah, we were in the red. 
So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great story. And um, this, like Kev says, it just propels us to another level now where we will compete with the elite. Maybe not next season within the two or three seasons, but I think within five years, if we keep the team right, the manager right and the owners, mm. uh, we'll be there or thereabouts without a doubt. I think we're extremely lucky with our chairman because they they care deeply for West Ham. Obviously, we've we've been to the Sullivan household a couple of times now, and he he just he bleeds West Ham, doesn't he? Massively, he does. Massively. And so we're definitely in the right hands. I mean, a lot of people, you know, <coughs> slag him off, and but we're we're definitely in the right hands. The best chairman since I've been watching West Ham. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, he, he just he does. He just loves West Ham. I mean, just yeah. just uh, again, you know, I've got to tell this story quickly if I've got time, yeah. right? But you know, I've pretty sure said this when we was touching mm. on the interviews. But when we interviewed the Sullivans, right? They were kind enough to let us into their mansion, right? And we've just we've just finished uh, the big fat random quiz, which is something I want to plug as well. Mm. Actually, this came out yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Um, it's it's so much fun to make, and uh, every West Ham fan must see it, right? That's a third plug I've made. Do, do, do <laughs> forgive me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a good editing team, anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because. Uh, when we when we were on our way there, I think it was Jack that called us and said, I hope you don't mind, but we'll, we'll do the interview in the basement. And I'm sure that the boys won't mind us saying this, right? But us two, like a pair of idiots, yeah. uh, we looked at each other and we said, oh, it's going to be in the basement. And we sat in the camera and I hope the, the lighting's going to be all lights, right. Yeah. You think there's going to be windows and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mate, you've never seen a basement like it. This basement has like a bowling a alley, yeah, <laughs> a bowling alley, a pool table, table, a yeah. bar, uh, an entrance to two swimming pools. Uh, it's got everything, mate. And then we had to very gently move like a signed original uh, Olympic gold uh, medal winning uh, Muhammad Ali glove. And they've got, a, I think they've got a Pele Brazilian World Cup top hanging up in the toilet yeah, in the basement. Jack, I said to Jack, you might have used the toilet. Yeah, mate, just Daniel away on the left. Fucking stand there taking the wizard. Fucking signed Pele. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's just <laughs> a real experience. In the toilet. Yeah. And then about, I mean, but whilst we're on the subject of how much David Sullivan loves the club, he came down just to say hello. About mm. half eleven at night in his Muhammad Ali pajamas, uh, scratching his, his head eyes. where he's because yeah. he's a workaholic, you know, yeah. Dave. He's an absolute workaholic, and he was just talking to us for about a good half hour, forty five mm. minutes, just purely about West Ham. You know, would answer any question, mm. answer passionately with mm. conviction about what he believed in and where he saw the club going. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. But they're a lovely family, the Sullivans. Really, yeah, are. they're really good lads are. as well, yeah. Jack and Dave. You know, yeah. but we're, we're we're in good hands, a lot West of time Ham, from, for mm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Especially when you look at what happened with Randy Lerner at Villa and stuff like oh. that. Like, well, we've seen what can happen. <laughs> And Terry I mean, Brown, the dark days of Terry Brown. Well, this is oh. what I mean. It nearly happened to us. You look at Villa, that nearly happened to us. Had, yeah. had uh, Golden Sullivan not rescued us, that nearly happened to us. Yeah. West Ham to beat Swansea this weekend, this Saturday, Upton Park, last Saturday game. Andy Carroll to score. West Ham to win 15 to 1. And you would win 15 to 1 on your first bet if that happens. West Ham to win, Carroll to score. That's 888sport.com forward slash westham.htm. You're running out of time. It's uh, getting hot in here, isn't it? It's tiny. It is getting hot, yeah. (laughs) So uh, I guess we should talk about predictions uh, (laughs) before we all pass out. Swansea, Swansea uh, this Saturday. I mean, what would have been the last game? How do you you think we're going to do there? Uh, what a straight score prediction yes score prediction uh, 2-0 for me 2-0. I think it'd be comfortable I, th- I think Swansea are they're not a great side are they Swansea in my opinion and mm. we're, we're at home again I think we'll, a comfortable victory for me 2-0 yeah. I'm going to be very optimistic I'm going to go with a, another hat-trick from Andy Carroll God because he always he always he does, seems to 
score against him, didn't he? Yeah, he does actually. And he's back right. on form as well, so I'm going to go for yeah. another Andy Carroll hat trick. Yeah. yeah, well, if he gets that hat trick, if he gets that hat trick, should Carroll be getting a call for the Euros? Mm. Yeah. He, for me, he's always he's always offered something different. He's yeah, the last yeah. of the it old school strikers. That's, that's obviously you know, we've been over there so many times. He's got to go. If he's fit, for me, he gives you something that no other striker in the Premier League or English football gives you. You know yeah. that that last of the old school strikers, strength, mm. aerial ability, and he's got to go. But yeah, he has got a good uh, yeah. track record against Swansea. You're yeah. right. Yeah, and I think as well, if we win that, a bit of momentum in Man United, like you say, can we really lose that last game? And suddenly, we could be one game from Champions League, Stoke away. It's incredible. Would it we, are we going to do it, Champions League? That's a tough game, Stoke away. Um, I'd love to say yes. Uh, I don't think we will, if I'm being brutally honest. Too much has to go for us, I think. I think I do think there's more than a realistic chance that we'll get fifth. I do, yeah. I do feel that. And you, mm. the United game could ultimately decide that. So I'm, that's going to be my prediction. I'm going to go fifth. Fifth. I say fifth as well. Fifth as yeah, well. Fifth, but yeah. you, I'll Reason take sixth. sixth. You take, <laughs> would you really? Would you take sixth? <laughs> would you, would you take sixth now if it was offered to you? Uh, uh, do you know what? I, I, I'm in two minds about Europa League, so I'm not. I don't really. Know. I don't know. But there's someone saying like, uh, if Liverpool win the Europa League, then we could finish fifth potentially and not. Mm. There was something, some weird, something well, weird I, I like that. I think if Man United win the FA Cup, I think it opens up sixth place as well. Really? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We'll get there by by crook, I'm yeah. sure. Well, it's going to be an emotional night this time next week. And, uh, it will be. What are your plans for that, Chris? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really the what Swansea one. The Swansea one is uh, Ken's Cafe. Is uh, Ken's that's where Caff, I, yeah. yeah, I want to do Caff. the kind of do the rounds and go to all the crap. But the Stanley, yeah, the, even yeah. even the Victoria Tavern, yeah. which I've only yeah. had a couple in there. <laughs> I really want to say goodbye to that place. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might uh, nick the the uh, bars off the windows. It's a little souvenir <laughs> of plaster. Yeah, I've got to say yeah. the Ken's Cafe. Do you remember when I had that massive picture of Dixie up in there? Do you remember that? Yeah, like yeah. a massive poster. I remember it, I must have had it in there for about five years. I remember all the all the corners were curling up and going. <laughs> and I actually went in there and said, Do you mind if I have that? You know, you're not going to want that anymore. You looked at me like I was a nutcase. Yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah, I loved Dixie yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really did. Yeah, there is, yeah, I, I was thinking as well, you've ever been to Queens, you know, like they have like a picture of George McCartney, like, and his <laughs> first spell on the wall, and like really <laughs> random, really <laughs> random, like Hayden yeah. Mullins. He'd be having and, a moment, like, wouldn't yeah, I know. Yeah. I want to oh. nick, nick one of those pictures from the Queens. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Dave's yeah, got yeah. a funny story to tell you Well, yeah, I was just thinking actually. Yeah, well, last time we was in Queens, Bishop was coming out of the toilet and I don't Ian know Bishop. yeah Ian yeah, Bishop yeah Ian and Bishop. Uh, he was coming out of the toilet so I went to shake his hand he said uh, no that's what I mean I've just had a piss so uh, I said that's alright mate your pissy hands are good enough for me <laughs> and he sort of went to uh, move out the way of my handshake and I thought oh fuck this I'm just going to give him a cuddle <laughs> and that's what I did and uh, he swiftly very swiftly moved on <laughs> that's when you realise he yeah. hadn't put his uh, novel yeah. away <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, I love that man's yeah. hair yeah lovely I just wish I would have caressed and stroked his hair as I was cuddling yeah. him but there's always the next time yeah, yeah. Hey. 90 minutes. <laughs> Olympic Stadium <laughs> boys thank you so much for your company it's been a pleasure mate. Absolute thanks pleasure. mate it's been, no, it's been a real pleasure so if anyone wants to get get onto your your, your online fanzine yeah Facebook, to, Dave. Facebook page is a bread and butter yeah uh, just search for Sex, Drugs and Colton Cole on there um, S underscore D underscore, underscore C underscore, underscore C for Twitter yeah. uh, look us up on YouTube and Instagram what's that Kev? It's actually sex underscore. <laughs> Get this right. Get this one right. Listeners. Well, to tell you the truth, I, I couldn't fit the word end in, so it's a uh, sex, drugs, cult, and coal, but with yeah. underscores in between the words. So, I bet you please your asses now, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Thanks yeah. then. Yeah. All right, thank you very much, boys. And don't forget the Knees of Mother Brown live podcast coming at you uh, Tuesday, 17th of May, with Marlon Harewood. Go on, Get Marlon. your ticket. Go on, Sam. Uh, these boys are going to be here. Yes, mate, absolutely. Yeah, we'll oh, we've got an exclusive invite, mate. Exclusive invite, yeah. Without Marlon, it's going to be an absolute dream <laughs> yeah. night. Uh, next guest to be revealed next week, and we'll speak to you next week. 
Uh, but in the meantime, come on, you irons! Come on, come on you irons! irons.